Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. Out of the coal mine. <clears throat> Back again with Paul Hammonds. Good to have you with us today. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. And we're trying to make commute length podcasts. Some are 10, some are 15. So depending on your commute, maybe you can sit in your car a little longer, listen to us talk if you want, or turn us off early, whatever. So Paul, uh, here you are. Good to have you with us. What book did you bring with you today? Uh, the Moment of Truth by Steve Lawson. Okay. What is that all about? Well, he's talking about the uh, subject of truth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, he gets quite specific. He gets quite detailed in it. Okay. Any uh, any Cliff Notes version for us or any highlights you'd want to bring out? Uh, yeah. And you have notes, not even Cliff Notes. Look at this guy. <laughs> so Paul, when he reads, his his books end up being uh, multicolored from all the different highlighters he uses. And I suspect your book is already highlighted, so now you have to move to a notepad. <laughs> is that what you got? Well, you got to condense things. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. And so we had talked about truth a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. kind of building off that theme. Um, yeah. Share a little bit of what. You know, he, he, he goes into how truth is Trinitarian. Mm-hmm. You know, God the Father is the God of truth. God the Son is truth. You know, Christ said, I am the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. And God, the Holy Spirit, is the spirit of truth. And uh, the Son and the Holy Spirit are really zeroed in on John chapter 14 and 15. All right. Yeah. Why is truth essential to grasp in all times, but particularly the times we live? Okay. Let me just give you a, a rundown of what we're facing out there in the world. Um. I first came across this by Francis Schaeffer back Mm -hmm. in the 1980s when I was first, you know, reading him. And he was dealing with um, talking about Ronald Reagan and whether, you know, the church was kind of not sure whether he was a Christian or not. Mm -hmm. And he, Schaeffer talked about Christendom. Christendom basically in in America is dead now. Mm-hmm. But Christendom would be the influence of the church and the truth of the, the Word of God that, that was uh, widespread and there was a knowledge about Scripture. Right. And that's basically gone away now. People are biblically illiterate. Mm-hmm. And even people in the church don't know enough to discern when they're coming across false teachers mm-hmm. until perhaps maybe they've been reading it and following it for some time. Yeah. And then some, suddenly they get a wake-up call. But uh, how, do you, how do you change that? Or what's, uh, and, and I have my ideas, but in a congregation, to, you mm-hmm. know, I guess the adage would be as, as the pulpit goes, so goes the nation. Yeah. I so, have a different attitude than, than yeah. a lot. Yeah. And that is, if you're not naming names, mm-hmm. you're skirting around the issue too much. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I hear you. I hear you with that. Um you're gonna you're gonna ruffle feathers. You're gonna step on toes, mm-hmm. and you're gonna offend. But these are wolves. Yeah, we're we're not talking about nice people. We're talking about wolves that mm-hmm. have crept into the the church and have large congregations, and they're raising millions of dollars every year for their mm-hmm. ministry. And people are reading books and unaware of uh, the radical heresies that mm-hmm. they're proclaiming and, and spewing out there. Mm-hmm. But getting back to Francis Schaeffer, he, 
I would I would say he was saying that Christendom is running on fumes. All right. And so that's that's kind of a interesting take on it. But uh, this would be late seventies, early eighties. Yes. And the car's out of gas. Yeah. yeah. Is it though? Yeah. It is okay. Yeah. Culturally. Oh yeah. Okay. Out, out there in the culture, the the knowledge of God has been eclipsed. Yes. Now we talk about God in a generic term, mm-hmm. not in specifics, and not as a, somebody you personally know and who speaks to you. Mm-hmm. So he, he um, Lawson lists humanism is the belief that man is the truth. Mm-hmm. Pluralism is each person has a piece of the truth. Relativism is truth is situational. Mysticism is saying that intuition is the truth. In other words, you look inward. Mm-hmm. And uh, skepticism is no one can know the truth. Heathenism is that if, if it feels good, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true for you if it feels good. Existentialism is self-determination is the truth. Secularism is the present world is the truth. And positivism is whenever man can, whatever man confesses is truth. All right. And so that's all in our culture and it's surrounding us and it's been there and it's it's growing in influence. And would you um say that's all antichrist thought? Is that an overarching Yes. Yes, it's all it all stands against the source of truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or Christ is the way, the truth and the life. Yeah. And these are schemes of the devil to undermine Christ. Yeah, lots of bring, brings out that truth is absolute. And it reigns supremely mm-hmm. over mankind. So it is unconditional, it's conclusive, and it's polemical. It's, it's going to stir things up. Mm-hmm. It confronts. But it's all, truth is also discriminating. Mm-hmm. So it's not inclusive. Yeah, there's right and there's wrong, there's good and there's bad. It's pretty binary. Well, it's, it's very binary. Very, yeah, exclusive and inclusive, yeah. It's universal. Yeah. All times, all places, mm-hmm. all people. Right. All cultures. And it has to be. So even in the definitions of the various forms of truth you just read, mm-hmm. uh, at, at, at a minimum, they're exclusive when they come in contact with each other. And so who's, who's, who wins or who, who's right mm-hmm. or which way do we go? You have to make a decision on it. So there is some exclusive nature because you can't go in the same direction with both definitions of truth. Nowadays, the most common refrain you hear is, you have your truth, I have my truth. And so we don't, you know, butt heads. You yeah, know, You yep. just go your way, I'll go my way, and mm-hmm. we'll... Uh... Yeah, try that on the highway when you get pulled over. <laughs> yeah, we believe that to a limit. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, yeah. And hopefully, yeah, the officer pulling you over believes that too. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... And so we, we have the written word of God, which is our only objective measure of truth. Right. And so it's... Um, it's narrowly defined, but it's spoken. Words mm-hmm. are clearly defined in, in the Word of God, and so it's propositional. The, the Word of God is propositional. It proposes, and it speaks clearly, and it narrowly defines what the truth is. Mm-hmm. God has truth. Man has his own mm-hmm. inclinations. So now you're verging into hermeneutical debates. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter in one of her classes had a friend that said, uh, yeah, at the Christian school, mind you, um, we can't believe the Bible. It's just an old book. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And he speaks for much of the culture. Uh-huh. And uh, so what, what do we do with scripture and this hermeneutical debate? We've seen it in our denomination now mm-hmm. uh, as it has to do with sexuality. And the debate typically, in all fairness, I heard it described this way. Uh, you have three views of scripture. And so we're, we're saying scripture is true. It's, it's breathed out by God. All, mm-hmm. uh, um, the, this is the very word of God breathed out. Um, and either you, you take the, uh, the, the conservative view where we would land, that mm-hmm. it's uh, inerrant, it's inspired, it's infallible. Uh, and uh, what Paul said, as an example, is what he meant. And so he spoke to a particular congregation in a particular time, and we have application for our time, but what he said is what he meant, and we have to get to the root of what he meant so we can apply it. So that'd be the conservative view, roughly. Uh, the moderate view, which uh, we find a lot of churches falling into right now, is saying, um, this is what Paul wrote, it's not what he meant. Let me tell you what he really meant. And so like mm-hmm. we, you know, the moderate view is taking what's clear and making it very confusing. Mm-hmm. So suddenly the clarity of the word is filled with mud. So we can't understand any of it because mm-hmm. it's not what Paul meant. And the liberal view, uh, which I heard described is probably the closest to the conservative view because the liberal view is this is what Paul said. This is what he meant, but he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, you have the hermeneutical, hermeneutical issue going on here as you describe truth uh, what would you say to those who uh, look at scripture and say, how do we know that this is true? Mm-hmm. How, how can we trust what God has said? Mm-hmm. Even historically, right? So mm-hmm. um, arguments for manuscripts, so forth. You don't have to get into that. But like, what, what would you say to the kid in, uh, in, in that grade school class that said it's just an old book? We can't trust it. Well, one of the ways would be to take him back to the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have truth, what do you have? You've got man's ideas. Yeah, and there is no common agreement. There's just chaos. It's so it's it's either Christ or, or. But, but where does chaos lead us? It leads us to, to destruction. Yeah, anarchy first, mm-hmm. and then authoritarianism to yep. deal with the anarchy. So somebody else's imposed idea of what's mm-hmm. right and wrong. Right. We've we've seen we've witnessed that in the last two years. Yeah, people. Basically, we're told to panic. It's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Stay home. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything. Don't go anywhere. Get your vaccinations and listen to the government. Mm-hmm. The government knows best. And we don't care that businesses are failing and going under. We don't care that you're unemployed. Mm-hmm. You're going to do this because we're saying that this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And anybody who uh, chose to stand up against that... Uh, basically, most of society, you know, basically mm. was ready to throw stones at them. Right. Yeah. I have uh, pastor acquaintances I know in Canada that still can't leave their province <laughs> because they've stood up, mm. you know, and they're like, well, you can't go anywhere now. And so that's, that's the cost for, for that kind of response. Anyway. Hmm. So anything else Lawson brings out in regards to truth and, how, or again, my, my question, how do we know we can trust the Bible as being true? Mm-hmm without just saying that Paul was wrong or it's too hard to understand or yeah. Again, you need to decide for yourself, what are you going to do? You're going to believe God or are you going to believe man? Mm-hmm. Are you going to believe the Bible is the word of God or are you going to sit in judgment on the word of God and decide what you're going to believe is inspired and what isn't? Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it destroys the church. Yeah. You know, and that would be one of Satan's schemes is to undermine mm-hmm. trust in scripture. And we have, uh, 
we could line up the faithfulness of scripture, even related to the streams of translations we have, you know, in the sense of like comparing what we have now to what the early church had. Uh, but when things are undermined, like male and female, mm-hmm. it undermines scripture ultimately and how God made us. And so it's not just like you have your truth. Who are you inwardly? It's mm-hmm. what has God said? You know, um, why can't I just agree with my own inward desires for sin? Why can't I just be me? Um, I think you also have to sit back and analyze why you're doubting the Word of God to be inspired. Mm-hmm. Is it because you've been steeped in naturalism, that there are no miracles? Mm-hmm. Are you a materialist, that you believe everything stems from spontaneous mm-hmm. coming into being? Right. Yeah, which makes all discussions irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Any debate, nonsense. Because... I mean, you're just doing at your temperature what you do. I'm just doing at my temperature what I do. So it's all it's all nothing anyway, you know. And so there's got to be something overarching to who we are, to how God's made us, to how he's made the world. And that specific revelation of scripture is that, right? So we have general revelation and then the specific revelation. And uh, to those listening, um, one response I had this week in the email was one young lady's encouragement just to take things by faith, you know, like read scripture, just take it by faith. Uh, fair enough, but that's a cop out in a lot of ways, right? There are there are answers to a lot of these questions you might have, like why can we trust scripture? Mm-hmm. You know, what do we know about translation history? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we know about, um, uh, you know, the differences like between uh, Bible versions, like we talked about a few weeks ago, like where are they coming from, choices that are made, so on and so forth. Uh, there are answers to these questions. Now she was asking very difficult questions about passages, like mm-hmm. uh, about Jonah. Uh, how could a person survive in the belly of a, of a whale? And there's 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 answers to that question as well. Even examples from history, which is kind of fun of people that have. Um, well, see that that's where. Um, why would you doubt it? Yeah, because you you've been propagandized by mm-hmm. the world. The spirit of the age wants to deny miracles. Yeah, the spirit of the age wants to deny the eminence of God, His mm-hmm. actual presence. Uh, if He can create the world. It's no problem to keep somebody alive in the belly of a right. whale. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a beautiful story actually to ask that question and imagine what Jonah looked like coming to a city that worshipped fish and people knew where he was, mm-hmm. where he just came from. You know, his skin is probably tarred by the acid of the the whale's belly, and um, you know, just these ideas of like potentially the message in the messenger as well. So I guess my point is like, ask questions. You know, there are a lot of answers we can find to these questions you have about scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are some that we can't, right? And so you get into a discussion of the Trinity, like prove that. I'm like, yeah, all right. That's one thing you're going to have to be content with. Father, yeah. Son, and if, if you don't know church history, yeah. then you don't understand the effect that doubting the word of God to be the word of God has. Mm-hmm. Not only on the church, but on your life. Right. You know, as an outcome, I guess what I'm saying is feel free to question mm-hmm. what you what you have questions about and look for answers to that because they're out there, mm-hmm. um, which is different than setting the standard that the word of God is not true, that it's not inerrant, that it's not infallible, because then that affects the outcome of, of your life. But our world primes us to be incredulous yeah, rather than credulous. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to decide. You have to come to a decision. It's a choice that you have to make. Yeah. And you need to understand the consequences if you don't make the right choice. Mm-hmm. With the application, what worldview will you live by then? Well, you'll be contaminated by it. Yeah. You're, you're going to be drinking from a well that may have uh, runoff from manure. 
mm-hmm. going into it, and you're drinking it. It may not kill yeah. you, right? But it may give you diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's so. That's the first time that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you, Paul. We've uh, luckily we only have like four billion listeners, <laughs> which we don't. <laughs> so. Anyway, any final words on uh, this topic of truth? Well, I grew today? up on a farm, so it's just <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yes. I look forward to future shows. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us today on Out of the Coal Mine. We will uh, talk again soon. 